What are the tools and techniques you need to keep your clients when they're offered freebies in exchange for a broker of record letter? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. In today's market, you need something different and better. That's why this episode is proudly sponsored by the Protect Plans. The Protect Plans deliver safe and simple, fixed-cost, self-funded medical coverage with a difference. Refund assisters. Learn more at www.protectplans.info. We're at the National Association of Health Underwriters Annual Convention. We had the, the chance to catch up with Lillian Shapiro. Lillian is the president of HR 360. Those of you who are devoted listeners know that Lillian's company provides a really wide set of cutting-edge tools. They've been kind enough to sponsor the podcast in the past. And we're not going to talk about most of that today. What we're going to talk about is something that I know has been on Lillian's mind, and she's just authored a little um, white paper for advisors to use. And I thought I saw her saw it, and we were talking about. It. I thought it'd be a great idea to spend some time chatting about it because it's very timely. And the title of it, although I think our discussion is going to be a little wider ranging than this, but the title of it is "How to Keep Your Clients in the Age of Zenefits," which I think is on everybody's mind. So, with that, Lillian, welcome to the Shift Shapers Podcast. Thank you so much, David. I know that you've been at this a long time, as a lot of us have, and you've seen a lot of things come and go. But recently, it seems as though the challenges are coming quicker and quicker to benefit advisors. What are some of the things that you're seeing that you think have been major challenges that benefit advisors have had to overcome lately? Well, you know, David, it's true that it feels like when you're done with one challenge, a new one arises. For a while, I think the major topic was, oh, large payroll companies are starting their own internal insurance agencies, and that poses a considerable competitive challenge for a lot of brokers. Then after that, and then I think brokers basically rose to the challenge and were able to basically carve out their own niche part of their own client base, and I think that is moving along nicely. But then after that, ACA or ACA exchanges, and then the fear of what healthcare reform would do to the entire industry, and indeed it has changed. But I think brokers have been able to prevail because they have learned, and I think uh, a lot of the federal folks as well who have written the law have learned as well that brokers actually play a very key role in supporting their clients in terms of providing the guidelines and information that they need to be compliant with all the varied ACA requirements, whether they're under 50 or over 50 employees, whether it's pay or play or varied individual requirements, brokers are now and will always continue to be a key player in helping with that compliance. So that's a key area that I think brokers now realize can pose actually a strength for them in terms of what they can offer to their clients. And now our latest challenge, of course, is free HR technology. And again, in the age of Zenefits or any other platforms that might be coming out, because usually if one particular company is enjoying some success, usually you'll see a bunch of copycats coming out there. And so the business model for folks like Zenefits is essentially here's a free HRIS or HR system for you that will do all kinds of neat things for no charge. 
And then ultimately, somehow or another, they move into the idea of actually becoming the broker of record. So that has been on a lot of brokers' minds. But it's not what you've discovered and what a lot of us have talked about, and I think it'd be interesting for the audiences, that it's not about the freebies. It's not about the technology. No matter how great it is, it's not about systems like yours or anybody else's that do really terrific stuff and, and make life easy and help advisors deliver value. All of those tools are nice. Some of them, we might argue, are necessary for doing business mm-hmm. today. But that's not really what the secret weapon is, is it? Right. What's the secret weapon? So what's, what is the common denominator and the secret sauce or the secret weapon? All of them describe the same thing that enables brokers to overcome the payroll company competition, ACA exchange challenges, or even giving out really a ton of valuable free HR technology. It's one common denominator. And that is that it all involves the quality and servicing and relationship that a broker has with his or her clients. Because ultimately, as soon as we hear, oh my gosh, I've got to get onto a platform, we've got to get something going right away because we have to compete. What we're basically saying is, yes, absolutely compete. But one thing that you have that no technology platform can possibly or remotely have is the ability that you have to service your clients, to understand their needs, to meet every challenge as it comes along, whether it's an issue with claims or any type of area that, in fact, we did, we discovered when we started just adding up the number of different services that a broker provides, it's over 20 different services that a broker will typically provide on a very personalized basis to a client that simply cannot be categorized in any way as a competition because no platform can perform that one-on-one servicing and the knowledge and expertise that a broker brings to the table. And that's something that brokers tend to forget. But isn't it interesting to you that, and I don't know how we reconcile the two, that at a time when, especially in light of the recent Supreme Court decision, mm-hmm. at a time when arguably employers are going to need professional advisors more than ever to find their way through all of the complexities, that there are a surprising number of clients who are willing to, you know, trade the handful of magic beans for the cow, if you will. <laughs> so the question is, you know, if before you get to your first renewal, I mean, this all looks pretty good and you don't really have a lot of questions and whatnot. At what point do these clients who have gone that route wake up and say, gee whiz, this maybe was not the smartest decision? We actually get a lot of feedback in this regard, meaning that we've actually heard from our brokers that their clients have actually left and tried, as you mentioned, the magic HR technology platform. And after a year, they're coming back. And what our brokers are telling us, which is just, again, reconfirms what we're chatting about here, is that it looks great at first blush on paper. Wow, all this great technology, plus you tell me I can get servicing. And this is what I kind of want to emphasize to your viewers out there. If you have a client that is thinking of doing this kind of a choice between you and a technology platform. It's so important for the client to really understand all the different aspects in black and white of what a broker does. Now, they obviously understand it intuitively on a certain level because all the problems are getting fixed. All the servicing is getting done. That broker is over there talking, seeing, schmoozing, on the phone, in person, I have to say, sometimes it's a little bit taken for granted because they're assuming, okay, I'm getting all this great service. 
I'll just get it with the free HR, HR technology platform. Are you suggesting that, that advisors, if they're not ready to prepare an engagement letter for a client where they might list all of the different things they do, are you suggesting that they put together a list for the client of all the services they provide? Yes. What I'm suggesting is that basically, as I mentioned, there's about 20 or more, depending on the broker. What we recommend is basically putting that summary together, not only at the time of engagement, but at renewal and possibly mid-year, just kind of going over in writing so in, in a nice professionally produced piece and just talking about, hey, let's just talk about the varied services we're doing, some of the areas that we think are more important for you, want to talk about some of the challenges and how we've overcome them, Get, for the broker actually to give themselves a report card and then share it with the client. Because unless the client is seeing the big picture and a quantification of all these varied services, you tend to just kind of go business as usual. But once you're communicating all that value proposition, it becomes slightly different in terms of that perception from what the client is kind of just thinking for that immediate need and saying, oh my gosh, look at all this work, look at all the support. And I'll go a step further, David. I'm also suggesting that twice a year that brokers keep a spreadsheet of all the different problems they handle. Just tick them all off. Talk about the resolutions and about even the amount of time some of this stuff takes, and do a presentation either at mid-year, quarterly, or at the end of the year, because it's probably going to be a little bit of an eye-opener for that employer saying, oh my God, look at all of this time and business servicing going on. I didn't realize it. So that when that HR technology platform company says, hey, come on over to the smart side, take a look at all this free technology, and we'll do all the rest, that employer at that point has then the opportunity, and I would suggest the broker would say this, to simply say, all right, you want to consider the two of us? Let's talk about all the servicing based on the reports I've shown you and all the different areas we do. Who's going to be taking care of you on that technology platform side? Are you going to be inside a call center? Are you going to have the dedication and this kind of servicing? Because we'll absolutely be happy to go one-on-one, toe-to-toe with anybody over on that side because we know what it takes to do a successful relationship. And I think if it's posed that way, I think there might be a lot of reconsideration going on. Now, one of the things that we, you know, we've talked about so far are more structured client reviews. But I know way, 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 way back in your background, you have a background in marketing and communications. One of the things that you stress, in addition to putting these checklists and all of these lists of services out in front of clients at, at annual or semi-annual reviews, mm-hmm is communicating on a regular basis. How important is, I know a lot of advisors get caught up in the day-to-day and solving service problems, and that's kind of an afterthought. You suggest that it probably should be a forethought. Yes, yes, no, that's exactly right. I think what happens with most brokers is that, look, I'm married to a broker, so not only do I support brokers professionally, but uh, we've been married 42 years, so I know the business on the very personal side of things, as well as the professional side. And I see what all my folks as our clients, as well as my husband go through. There's such a massive amount of support going on. And of course, the more employees for a particular client, the more support there is. So I think there's a tendency to just get immersed in what's going on. And you almost don't catch your breath because you're just going from one issue to another and doing a great job of servicing that client. But what happens is, if you don't do it, as mentioned, as a kind of preemptive measure, as a pre-planned measure, the client will always appreciate the servicing, but there's a big difference between kind of an organized way on a just kind of a regular basis of 
whether it's quarterly, semi-annual, or at renewal, I would suggest more than just at renewal, to having kind of a summary status of, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's all the challenges we've met. It's a different way of doing business, but in the age of Zenefits, it's a smart way of doing business. So it's going to be hard to change a little bit because it's more of, right now it's reactive, and I'm suggesting let's be proactive, a little bit of a different, not to say you still do all that great support, but just make sure the client fully appreciates everything that you're doing. That would be the key. And now a word from our sponsor. In today's environment, if you're not adapting, you're not succeeding. Yesterday's solutions aren't always enough for today's health insurance clients. That's why it's important for you to bring something new to the table. The Protect Plans are a safe and simple, fixed-cost, self-funded medical coverage program. The Protect Plans boast a strong national PPO network from Aetna, and they feature proven quality administration and AM-best A-rated excess loss carriers. But the Protect Plans go further. Their wellness program pays employees to complete a biometric screening and for managing their chronic conditions. The program's transparency tool provides employees with the quality and pricing data on in-network facilities they need to be smarter medical care consumers. And the Protect Plan's unique expense review program helps make sure claims are paid fairly and appropriately. All of this has one aim, to help you deliver a healthier, more productive workforce, stable rates, and the kind of creative solutions your clients need in a changing world. Learn more at www.protectplans.info. Is there a risk with the free HR systems, let's characterize them that way, of it being kind of trying to fit every square peg into a round hole? It's kind of a one-size-fits-all solution where advisors have always been able to tailor more efficiently and more effectively for each particular client. Is that a risk? Yeah, I mean, I would say absolutely. Look, there's two different challenges we're facing. One is that for a broker, obviously, they're going to win hands down on the servicing. There's just no question. You can't compare what a broker, kind of the blood, sweat, and tears a broker puts into a client, and then whatever number of brokers are servicing thousands of clients and so forth on a technology platform side. But there is the siren song. It's very attractive to have an expensive HR technology platform that um, is going to be offered to different clients, even though that broker will know that client intimately and all their needs, there is always that issue. So what I am also suggesting in terms of how brokers can really retain and build on their base right now is you do have to get into the technology scenario. You've got to get into the technology world on a number of different ways. So in other words, what I'm proposing is make sure that your clients understand and fully appreciate the value that you're bringing to the table, but also understand that technology is here to stay. And it's as important as anything else in terms of building out anybody's practice or business to look at what other types of technology platforms are available. If it's possible, try to get an HR technology platform. My understanding is, I'm not going to name any names, but I understand a number of GAs, general agents out there, are looking to help their clients in terms of putting platforms out there that will help and help that area of competitiveness. There's other areas that will be very, very important. Make sure that, for instance, newsletters. Make sure that you're doing something monthly. Get some kind of a web-based system that gets it out there. 
ACA ACA alerts. Make sure you're out there with technology that enables you to instantly or within a short amount of time get those alerts out there. There are platforms. There's lots and lots of good things to be had, but it will be a combination of that very powerful brand of servicing you're doing and coupling that with as much technology as you can get in there because that's where we are. We're in the 21st century. Well, and we're, we've talked a lot about stuff that will make benefit advisors more effective, but it all seems to be, if I'm, a, if I'm an advisor and I'm listening to this podcast, I'm thinking, holy cow, I'm doing a whole lot more stuff or being at least up front and having more client meetings and, and marketing myself more than I've ever had to do before. And that's going to take up an awful lot of time and it's going to keep me from seeing enough prospects. Is it equally important to look at the fact that not only does this make you more effective, but it also makes you more efficient? Yes, I have to say, um, we've had any number of brokers through the years that said, oh my God, I used to put together a newsletter myself. And there are still brokers out there that are doing it. It's painstaking. Now you can do it. I'm here to say you want to get on the DOL site, start subscribing to all varied types of press releases and so forth, and, and God knows how many different ACA changes and requirements come into play, Supreme Court decisions, it can't be done. But there are good systems out there that are relatively modestly priced that will enable you to get the newsletters out, get the alerts out. It shouldn't be done in-house if possible. There should be some platforms out there that are reasonable that will take up a relatively modest amount of time but will give the broker a big kind of broker feel because the big biggest brokers across the country have been doing this stuff for many, many years. So that's the, the good news is that there are some modestly priced platforms out there that will give you that firepower without having to spend a real kind of lots and lots and lots of money, but important to do. Well, and one of the things that I've noticed, is, uh, you know, I, as you know, I spent a term in, in the software side of the industry. And one of the things that I've noticed is that a lot more of the solutions today that are coming out are white labelable. So, yes, uh, and you know, perfect idea. Technology yeah. vendors will not only let me put my name on it, so it looks to my client as though they're getting contiguous service from my agency. Some of them will even go so far as to change the colors on the delivery system, on the web delivery system, and the client facing layers. Absolutely, David. You know, in today's day and age, what's going on is it's really a technology revolution for a lot of brokers out there. Because the kind of systems that you're describing are pretty much where everything is going. So as I mentioned before, it's kind of like we call it level the playing field. It gives the broker kind of an all-in-one, here's a platform, white-labeled, getting out all kinds of great outreach tools. And by the way, I call them client outreach tools like newsletters, ACL alerts. And let's throw in there, you see it all around, customizable PDF tools like checklists and white papers that allow the broker to brand and put their logo and contact information. These kinds of outreach tools are so vital, and it's not just to the client. They are excellent prospecting tools. So if you're getting a platform like this, it's very important. And I know the instinct is, whew, I got that platform, so now my clients are taken care of. But that's half the story. After the client's taken care of, or while the client's being taken care of these tools, Get the prospect list together because there's no better way of building your brand and building yourself as a subject matter expert than getting those kinds of tools out to prospects on a steady basis. It will absolutely be effective for business development. So in the couple of minutes that we have left, I always like to ask all of our guests, where do you see the future? And you can define that near-term, short-term, long-term, however you want. What do you see happening? Do you see this becoming more of a trend, less of a trend? Do you think the folks who are giving away the shiny software <laughs> will ultimately be the merchants of their own doom? Or do you think they're always going to be hanging around and there's going to be a market for them too? 
Well, my feeling is right now, it's kind of option B, what you just said about there'll be companies that will come and there'll be companies that go with technology. As I mentioned at the beginning, sometimes you have the copycat syndrome. Suddenly you'll see four or five, six, seven of these uh, companies popping up with free this, free technology, free this, free, free anything I can think of to give you as long as I can be your broker record. And by the way, there's some good technology platforms coming out there that want to work with the broker. So that want to support the broker. But bottom line is, is that it's a relationship business. We all know it. And what we have to all understand and pull together on is that you have worked so hard to build those client relationships. As long as you communicate it effectively and get with the program, make sure you've got your share of technology out there and make sure your clients have communicated to you what they need and you communicate to them what their needs are and how you're supporting them. There is no doubt in my mind and this includes ACA, and this includes any other challenges that might be coming along, that the brokers not only will overcome them and persevere, but will succeed. But the key is, when that challenge pops up, don't forget everything that you have going for yourself, and that is all of that tremendous professionalism support. Roll in some technology that's available a lot more economically, and you are good to go. One more final thing I want to add. I didn't do it before. In this day and age, I should say how to keep your clients in the age of ACA or ACA. Everybody that I know of tells me their clients are turning to their brokers for guidance on ACA. So as long as you stay ahead of the game, make sure that you're affiliated either with library or all the tools, you are going to be in fantastic shape for the future. Lillian Shapiro, president of HR 360. Lillian, thank you for sharing your expertise with the Shift Shapers audience today. Thank you so much, David. Thank you very much for having me. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of the Saltzman Group. We work with entrepreneurs, executives, and companies just like you to help shape the shifts in your business. To schedule a 20-minute call to learn more, visit our website at thesaltzmangroup.com or call me directly at 803-386-8005. I'd love to hear from you. And while you're on our site, you can also click the podcast tab for the entire catalog of Shift Shapers episodes and to access some really great special offers. Give me a call at 803-386-8005 and learn how to put the secrets of the ship shapers to work in your business.